You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well, Adventures. I am in the city of Luxbrill, where I've just sold some stuff, and now to go on the next adventure, which is three words. It takes only a moment to recognise the leering countenance from across the Blue Owl's crowded common room. The old man, who has yet to touch the full tankard in front of him, flashes you a sinister grin and slyly beckons to you with the wave of his white hand. Embark on this adventure. A warm afternoon in the late, late summer, the Blue Owl Tavern, Lugsbrough, takes only a moment to recognise the leering continence from across the Blue Owl's crowded common room. The old man, who has yet to touch the full tankard in front of him, flashes you a sinister grin and slyly beckons to you with a wave of his white hand. With your curiosity tempered by instinctual wariness, you make your way over to the table on which is seated, the living body presently occupied by none other than the Lord of the Waking Mire, who we haven't seen in a long, quite a while, so I'll lick his link. Dogmothal, hailing from a shadowy realm in the deepest reaches of the Nevenus, the Demon Lord, who some accounts simply refer to him as an entity, Dogmothal is said to reside in a windowless tower that rises out of the heart of a nightmarish swamp known as the Waking Mire. Tales abound of Dogmothal's interference in the affairs of Swift's adventurers. By most accounts, he appears to adventures in the form of a ghostly figure, to offer them his help and guidance. While the true intensities of the powerful entity known as Dogmothal may never be ascertained, most who have encountered him believe that despite he professes his intentions are largely sinister in nature. 
Dogwathow nods approvingly and you, as you draw up to the table. How'd you like this shell? he asks, making an obvious reference to the Domic Spirit. Body is the Domic Spirit now in habits. Don't worry. Can't do much mischief much here. Even in this form, or should I say, particularly in this form. Decrepit. But it attracts less attention than other forms might. It's been a while, my old friend. For that I should apologise. Though I won't. Have you a moment to spare? So I can respond yes, or no, or I could walk away. Now I have a feeling... He's, he's not going to pay any attention to what I do, so I'm going to walk away just to see what he does. You turn to walk away to the table, only to find, much to your horror, you're no longer in control of your own movement. Suddenly overwhelmed by both fear and anger, you glare at the leering demon as you unwittingly slip into the seat. Seat from, seat across from him. And you would just leave without hearing me out. How very typical. Dogmothal frowns and rolls his eyes. Well, I'm quite certain you want to hear what I've got to offer you. It's just a small thing, really. Nothing very much. Just a small, just a short trek and a simple deed. Does that sound like something you can handle? I would have to assume that any truck that takes one away from this wretched place, that links from Mugsbrough, would be something someone would look upon with favour. Perhaps even gratitude? No. I go too far. So I can tell him I'm interested, or I'm not interested, or say nothing. Of course, he's not going to listen to me, so I might as well play along. Tell him I'm interested. Excellent! Most very excellent! exclaims Dogmothal. Subtly, as if dismayed by his own demeanour, the demon... The demon's broad smile fades, and his face drops a rather sinister scowl. Yes, well, let us get on with the business at hand, shall we? Yes, we shall. Before detailing for you the task he wishes you to undertake, Dogmothal tells you there's only a short time left, left to inhabit the body he's chosen. It's not easy to pass in this world as it is, much less enter into it. Into it and take up residence in one of these husks. Even one as worn and useless as this one is proving to me. It takes a lot of energy. Something I'm not currently overthrowing with, if you must know. That will change mind. But for now, my visits must remain brief. For that in no way implies unproductive. You ask Gormothau about the body of the old man he's currently inhabiting. Such compassion, such concern, he says in a mocking voice. Don't worry about this old beast. You'll be fine once I leave. Well, fine is, of course, an entirely sub subjective notion. He'll go back to, to a mundanity I've never known, that I couldn't tolerate. Never knowing for, for a fleeting few moments, he was in the great scheme of all things that matter almost... Everything. Dogmothal suddenly falls silent. He closes his eyes and his entire body shudders violent. In the very next instant, when his eyes fly open, he begins speaking swiftly with an unnerving gaze. Trained unflinchingly on him. 
There's a man you will find in the stables outside Twithick, he says. He has only one hand. He's a very dangerous sort of man, and he's most certainly not what he seems. You must find him and tell him these three words. Are you Are you listening? Be sure you are! Without warning, a ghostly, echoing voice echoes in your head, pushing aside all semblance of thought as three words. Otherworldly utterances that leave you trembling are repeatedly intoned for several long moments. As the voice fades and your mind clears, you're startled to discover there is something different about the old man seated across the table from you. It takes you only a split second to realise the demon is gone, that the old man whose physical presence was usurped is once more occupying his own body. The old man looks up at you and smiles before taking a long drought from his frothing tankard. I guess he's okay. I mean, this is very, very rude, <laughs> amongst other things. But, uh, I don't know. It's not like I have a choice. Or do I? With the unpleasant echoes of the three strange word continuing to bounce around inside your head, you make your way out of the tavern, standing on the Blue Owl's doorstep, still unnerved by your most recent encounter with Godmore Thou. You attempt to decide upon your next course of action. Despite your reservations about knowing very little about the mission bestowed upon you by the demon, you feel strangely compelled to see the mysterious task through to completion. You're about to set off on your way when you suddenly spot something that serves to give you pause. The sign dangling, dangling from a wooden arm over the tavern's over the tavern's front doors, shaped to resemble a sp- resemble a small owl, which was most certainly blue when you took note of it upon em- entry, is now, quite inexplicably, a deep shade of crimson. Ooh. As you stroll away from the blue owl tavern, refusing to look back, lest its signs should again have changed colour, you decide you indeed pay a visit to the stairs out terrific. It is just to learn more about the strange endeavour in which you now seem to be somewhat hopelessly embroiled. With a chorus of quayside bells sounding in the distance, you take a deep breath and head for the gates of Mosebull. Location info. The Twithic Stables. To reach the Twithic Stables, travel to Western Tysa Twithic, and then to the Twithic Stables. Alright, I might as well do that. Twithick, the Twithick Stables. The Twithick Stables are composed of two long stable buildings, north and south, and a small compound of related structures to reside just outside the eastern wall of the infamous Witherport. The stables serve the needs of the city's residents and its many visitors. Properly tending to and keeping their horses safe. So there's a north stable, a south stable, a dilapidated shack, and I can seek out the stable master. I'm going to look at the dilapidated shack first. The small shack, which appears capable of collapsing at any moment, stands empty. The large outline of a winged horse is emblazoned in the centre of the warped wooden floor. 
Alright, nothing's happened there. What about the stable master? After several minutes of searching, you managed to locate the stable master. Dugadar Hellborn. A, th a tall, thin, bearded man with a deep, reverberating laugh that sounds often throughout the stable compound. He's, he's, he is as friendly a soul as you could ever hope to meet. He pauses in his toils, wipes the sweat from his brow, and asks if he or any of the stable hands at his tall, at his call, might be able to see to his needs. Okay, inquire about a one-handed man you've come here seeking, I guess. Dugalar listens intently while you tell him, without really doing anything related to your mission, that you're looking for a one-handed man you were told might be here. Yeah, you're both surprised and pleased when he suddenly begins to nod. I'm sure I saw someone who fits that description over by the South Stable, he says, pointing in the direction of the smaller of the two stable buildings. Yes, he had one hand. It's something like a metal hook in place of the missing one. Can't recall if it was his left or right, though. You thank him for the information, realise he's eager to return, and realising he's eager to return to his work, bid him farewell. Okay, what if I just engage him in conversation? You converse with Judalar for several minutes, mostly about recent happenings in and around Twithic. The amiable Stavonmouth seems somewhat disenfranchised with the current state of the Witherport, and tells you he blames the tide of mercenaries that flooded the city and entered into the service of Thane Poland. I'm the last man you'll ever hear speaking against one of the king's thanes, he says. But there's something not quite right about us, as if our good thane is gathering up his own army, or so it seems. And no one seems to care. Just my own observation, of course. Realising that Dukadar is eager to return to the many duties that confront him in nearly every turn in the bustling stables, you speak with him just a few more minutes before bidding him a polite farewell Setting off on your way. Okay. I was told to look in the south stable, so I'll look in the north stable first. You're standing in the north stable, the larger of the two buildings that comprise the Twithic stables. A broad corridor runs down the centre of the stable. Rows of stalls, many of which are occupied, flank the wide passage. The horses in keeping here are being well looked after, what appears to be at least half a dozen stable hands. The busy attendants scurry back and forth along the central aisle, and between the stalls, as they carry out their never-ending duties, explore the stable. You warily make your way through the stable, alert for any sign of the one-handed man you've come here seeking at the behest of Dogmothal. After trekking, strolling through the stable, you realise there are three places in particular that may be worth your attention. The hayloft, the stalls, and the north end of the structure, where a large collection of bowels is being stored. I guess I'll just start with the hayloft. The hayloft, which runs above the stable floor, extends for nearly the entire length of the massive structure. As you'd expect, large heaps of hay where several sacks of grain are stored here. After making your way through the hayloft, you reach the top of the ladder. Wait, you reach the top of the ladder and take one last look before climbing down. Okay, okay, hayloft. Now the stores. 
You make a thorough search through the stores that line either side of the stable's broad central aisle. Though you encounter several stable hands, you see nothing to indicate that the man you're looking for is not is not hiding amongst the stalls. Is hiding amongst the stalls? I, I guess so. Okay. Explore the stable once more. Investigate the bowels. You search for a large collection of bowels arranged in neatly stacked rows at the north of the stable. After making your, your way through the makeshift blaze, you're left to conclude the man you're looking for is not hiding amongst the bowels. Alright, now let's try the south stable. The south stable is the smaller of the structures that comprise the Trithic stables. A wide passage divides the stable and is flanked by rows of stalls, most of which are occupied. Several stable hands bustle about, toiling away at what appears to be an endless array of chores. Explore the stable. You cautiously explore the stable. Alert for any sign of the one-handed man you've come here seeking at the behest of Dugmore Thal. After making your way through the building, you realise there are three places in particular that may be worth your attention. The hayloft, the stalls, and the south end of the stable where a large collection of crates has been gathered. Alright, investigate the hayloft. The hayloft, which runs above the stable floor, extends for nearly the entire length of the massive structure. As you'd expect, large heaps of hay, as well as several sacks of grain, are stored here. After making your way through the hayloft, you reach the top of the ladder and take one last look around before climbing down. Okay, exploring the stable once more, now the stores. You make a thorough search through the stores that line either side of the stable's broad central aisle. Though you encounter stables, several stables' hands, you see nothing to indicate the man you're looking for is hiding amongst the stalls. Spawn the stable. Okay, now the crates. You search through a large collection of crates arranged, arranged in neatly stacked rows at the south south end of the stable. After making your way through the makeshift maze, you're left to conclude the man you're looking for is not hiding amongst the crates. Suddenly, just as you are, you t just as you turn and are about to head back through the stable, a man, previously unseen, emerges from a shadowy corner just behind the crates. The older man, his unkempt grey beard, Flecked with pieces of hay, calls out for you to wait as he slowly approaches. I'm the one you're looking for, he says, holding up his white arm to reveal a simple metal hook in the place of what, what is obviously his missing hands. You don't have anything to fear from me. The man, his ragged, stained attire, a sorry sight, as the tangled, tangled grey beard that, that hangs to the top of his chest makes his way up to you and bow. Then, in a trembling voice, he introduces himself as Tin Will Khan. I know why you've come here, he says, fearfully meeting the inquisitive gaze. That demon, that wretched demon will never relent until I'm once again rotting in his dungeon. 
until I once more deemed the man fool, mad fool is convinced everyone I am. You only have to know that I won't go back to him. Not for you. Not for anyone. Not ever! Suddenly, a familiar ghostly voice echoes through your head, sounding the three words you you previously heard in the presence of Dog Rothal. The eerie utterance, utterances swiftly fade to a soft, repeating whisper. You immediately realise you'd be directed to speak them to the man standing before you. So, I've got three options. I could attack him. There's no particular reason to do that. Yes. Well, it would make him three from Dogmorthal forever. But... Or I could reveal my mission to him. Or do what I was told to. But which seems really unethical. And speak the three words to t- Tin Will Khan. Speak the three words. You attempt to speak the three words. But the grey meaded man. And as, as if suddenly aware of your intentions, curses and thrusts his hook hand towards you. An intense wave of pain washes over you, picking a number. Bonus of 40. 20 for body, 20 for spirit. Going to get 75 or more. So I can grit my teeth and say the words. 59. Failure. The pain surging through your body becomes unbearable, gasping for breath. You collapse to your knees and cry out in agony as as the pain of, of Tilwil Khan's magical attack stabs into the very core of your being. 52 stanima points lost. Severely wounded, you manage to regain your feet and turn to face your grey-bearded adversary. Tilwil Khan backs up and scowls again thrusting his hook hand towards you. Another wave of pain, more intense than the last, washes over you, causing you to cry out in agony as you struggle to resist the destructive magic now mercilessly assailing you. Okay, picking a number. A bonus of 40. 20 from body, 20 from spirit. Going to get 75 or more. Or I'm going to get hurt a lot. Pick now. 121 success, teetering unsteadily on your feet. With your vision somewhat blurred, you stagger forward and lunge at the grey-bearded man, hoping to prevent him from launching another with his dead, deadly magical attacks. I'm fighting Till Will Khan. Begin combat. So, I've got two options here. I could kill him, which is both murder and... And will make Dogmothar mad at me. Or I could subdue him. In which case I will be utterly subverting his will. Which is also bad. Yeah, I, I, yeah there's, there's no good way. Now, I've, I've taken the option. No. There's nothing. There's no, no option I can take now that I will be. That I will be able to. Be complete be fine with. Alright, I guess I'll subdue him. 
Tilbulkan strikes at you with a glowing iron wand. Where, where did he get that? Your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 39 damage. Yeah, he's doing a lot of damage. Okay, fighting him in defence. Your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 26 damage. Alright, he's nearly down. Devastating blow for 30 damage. And he is subdued. They got me all the way down to 86 stamina points. That's about two-thirds gone. 38 XP. Your final blow sends Tilwokant sprawling to the ground. The grey-bearded man makes a brief attempt to return to his feet, only to have you again send him tumbling down. Go on then, he gasps, slowly rising up to his knees. Kill me! I'd rather be dead than send... than send... than be sent back to the beast. Kill me! So, these are my options. And... This, these are the three ways it can go. Speak the three words to Tilwell Khan. Kill him. Or decide to let him go. Hmm. Hmm. Thing is, I, I've played through this now quite a few times. And I've never actually gone through with speaking the words before. So, okay. I... I even though it's ferociously unethical, I'm going to speak the three words. The instant you utter the three words, an almost euphoric sense of relief washes over you. The old man kneeling before you stares up in horror and clutches in desperation at his chest. You know nothing of what you've done, he cries, grasping for his breath as he stacks. Stabs an accusatory finger in your direction. This is... Before he continues speaking, a pall of black mist suddenly envelops me. Moments later, when the dark cloud lifts, there is no longer any sigh of Till Will Khan. I think I've just subjected him to a fate worse than death. And I know it's worse than death because he chose death over it. Oh dear, I I think I just, I might have just done something we I actually I'm almost certain I've just done something really, really, really bad. Well, that took you long enough. The statement issued by an eerie familiar voice somewhere to your left startles you. Turning to discover the source of the voice, you find yourself almost face to face with the ghostly glowing image of Dogmothal. The demon grins and dismisses your immediate unspoken concern. With the wall of his eyes and a wave of his hands, don't worry, no one can see me. Well, except for you, of course. For you're most certainly a special sort. Well done. That little meddler must have almost died of fright when he heard those three words. Serves him right, it does. The little thief is back where he belongs, and I am, as well as I am able to perceive it, contented. You inquire about the fate of Tilwell Khan. 
Doug Rothar seemed surprised by the inquiry and, and sighs. I forgot, he said, rolling his eyes. Concern for, our, for others, some of it hopefully feigned, is your sort of way, isn't it? That's really quite unfortunate. Very limiting, you see. The demon pauses, but continues to stare at you, perhaps waiting to see if you will respond to what he's just said. When you do not, he sighs and continues. Well, since you apparently need to know, the old grey-bearded fool is fine. You will remain alive and reasonably well provided. What, provided he resumes his dutiful subservience. I have to believe he... I have to believe he has seen the folly of his previous choices. If not, he will. Yeah, okay, this, this looks a lot like slavery. In, yeah, it, it's slavery. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, this, this is bad. This, this is a bad thing I've done. I'm almost tempted to just quit without saving. Doug Mothar tells you that Tilwell Khan is now back within the windowless tower, the demon's own impregnable abode, deep in the twisted heart of the waking mire. I'd like nothing more than for you to visit my home, he says, suddenly grinning wickedly. But the time for that has not yet arrived. I am tired, though I continue to gather my strength for what lies ahead. When the time does come, I hope to find you accommodating such an invitation. To refuse would be quite troublesome with regard to your place in my grand schemes. It would also be just plain rude. Dogmore Thal. Thal's glowing image flickers wildly and then begins to slowly fade from view. The Lord of the Waking Mire smiles, bows and waves his white hand. Almost instantly, a strange, disorientating sensation surges through you. 128 experience to general. 64 experience to all skills and powers. No, 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 that's not quite enough all skills and powers experience to make me feel okay with that. I think I think it would take at least 256 all skills and powers experience for me to feel okay with what I just did. <laughs> the last bits of the de- demon, two glowing wisps, Wisps of mist in the shape of his eyes linger for several moments before scattering on the air. They're taking a few moments to comprise yourself in the wake of the unsettling encounter. You turn and make your way out of the stable. Through it, through it was early afternoon when you entered the stable in search of the man you came here seeking a Dogmothal's behest. It is now nearly dusk. Your mind churns as you attempt to reason how it is that so much time has passed since your arrival at the stables. Having at last realising the matter is, for now, best left alone, you begrudgingly resign yourself to accepting the unnerving likelihood that further encounters with the demon are most certainly lurking somewhere in your future. As you prepare to set out from the stables, you suddenly... And with glowing dismay, notice the encroaching dusk has seemingly abandoned its gradual progression, as instead, and has instead become the hastened onset of a still, cloudless night. And that finishes this adventure. 
with 384 experience to general and another 64 experience to all skills and powers. Yeah, and the, this hasn't unlocked the, another adventure yet. So I, I'm not, if, if I am meeting Gogmoth again, there's something else I've got to do, or it's not in the game yet. I'm leaning towards the latter. And so, anyway. Now I'm just going to make my way back to Twithic. And that... Alright, I guess next time... Hmm. What I do next time? Let's see. Well, we've we've done. There's seven adventures here. We've got Tile Dungeon Preview, where with Payment and Whispers, we we've done that. There's Eavesdropping in Talus, the Cabin Top of the Hill. We've done that in another account, and then there's a Grim Proposal on a Maze of Tents on Iron Crown Island. Hmm. All right. I guess we'll do. I guess we'll do a Grim Proposal. Now that's a. Quite complicated little quest. And so anyway, and until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.